There's a good chance that I, some of the, a lot of the ideas that I try to share this morning will be things that you've heard before, either from me or from other sources. But I think they're all good to be reminded of. None of them hurt us. I wanted to start with a few factoids. The human body is 50 to 65 percent water. That blood, got blood back in here today. (laughs) Blood is 92 percent water. The brain is 75 percent water. Muscles are 75% water. Even our bones are 22% water. Is there not then a chance that some of the things that we observe and learn from water might hold some truth for humans as well? In the circles that many of us travel, we've heard a lot of times the things that, I, that were our chalice lighting um, that come from Lao Tzu. They're beautifully simple, easy to recognize as truth, and still so excruciatingly elusive to try to live. The idea of being like water. The idea of trusting or knowing that just in being exactly where and who we are, things move in concert. Of course, when I said that we don't do worship well in the summer, I wasn't talking about y'all. <laughs> um, the do- denomination kind of gets spread thin in the summer months. And we come back together, and like I mentioned earlier, we also have an opportunity then to recognize our place in the cycles and circles of community. Life draws us back into our habits when we get here pretty easily. Habits of striving and straining. The way of water, when we, when we glimpse it, when we begin to live that way, it's so fleeting. But every time we're there, it feels good. I think the challenging nature of the relationships in the, in the reading about the water being hard but yet being uh, more effective at wearing away, I mean the water being soft but being more effective at wearing away what's hard than anything else, is so challenging because in that metaphor, we are both the water and what it's trying to wear away. 
We are the ocean and we are the shore. Same salt, same water, our sweat, our tears, part of the same water cycle. That 50 to 65 percent of us goes through the same cycles as all of the rest of the water on the planet. going to skip kind of from one little short lesson to another. The lessons of water, that is. Um, Tears permitted to flow, whether for pain or for joy, have the potential to cleanse and nourish one's spirit. Conversely, if we hold them, if we Contain that particular expression and never release it. The pain held in and contained begins to wear away the more tender parts of our heart, of our spirit. Until they become hard and lifeless. Or that internal water can become like a Chinese water torture. (laughs) Drip. Drip. Yeah, who's doing it? Somebody. Whether we stand still, in which case we are either worn or washed away by the rain and tears, or stagnate, or dry up. We just like the molecules of water traveling through the water cycle will be changed whether we participate willingly or not. If water stands still, it stagnates unless it is otherwise tended. If we want to be constant in one place or consistent in some ways, even those things need us to include filters or purification with some kind of regular tending. And this is not simply a matter of personal hygiene or personal spiritual hygiene. Because if you've ever noticed, if we add a drop of food coloring in that water, it affects every bit of that water. The things that that we carry affect everything because we're a part of that pool. We are a part of that ocean. And even though this all seems like just nice little imagery, it's, it's so incredibly 
real. If we remove, try to find the drop of water or the drop of food coloring or the drop of water that was introduced that had the food coloring in it, if we try to find it and remove it, is that going to change the pool? Our injuries, our wounds are a part of all life. And we may feel like they're just our own, but they have impact everywhere we go. And we can't isolate and keep them away from the world because that isolation also affects the world. All of these things are just lessons from water. Water changes form, right? Ceases to be what we call water, evaporates, condenses, becomes water again, or it can be frozen. It relocates and may change forms hundreds and thousands and millions of times. But why is it so hard for us to imagine that we do the same thing? Do any of you, do any of you, feel that the physical, concrete, tangible components of you are adequate to explain all the experiences of your life, all of the thoughts that move through your body, through your world, through that vastness that doesn't feel like it can possibly be contained in these little shells. No matter what your logic tells you, does your experience tell you that that, this box is adequate to contain all of those memories, all of those emotions, all of those thoughts? Just a question. All water is never one form at one all water is never in one form at the same time. So is it any wonder that we feel fragmented? The same way that a drop of wa- a drop of food coloring would change the water color. The water dilutes the food coloring. If that were a burden, if that were uh, something toxic 
the pool would help refine it. The pool would help make it useful. Nature is incredibly efficient. Just like, um, I guess it's been several months now, once in a, in a service I spoke about Visit Beautiful Chernobyl. It's a book, I think. I think that's the title of it. Nature, in spite of the accident, has made Chernobyl beautiful again. It's the way of water. It's the way of things going where they will go when we don't stand in their way. Alan Watts, a man who contributed a great deal to bringing Eastern philosophy to the Western world, said, to have faith is to trust yourself to the water. Can any of you float without moving? What does it take? Do it. Well, you, you can breathe in and out and still float and not have to move. It takes relaxing into it. It takes knowing that the water's going to hold you. Because if you don't, you're going to fight the whole time. Alan Watts said, To have faith is to trust yourself to the water. When you swim, you don't grab hold of the water, because if you do, you will sink and drown. Instead, you relax and float. Whatever image... It works best for you of water. Some of us, if I say, think of water, the image you call up is going to be different according to who you are. Maybe it's a river. Maybe it's an ocean. Maybe it's a sewer. Maybe it's the kitchen sink. Maybe it's the dishwasher. Sprinklers, condensation, fountains, mud puddles, bathtubs, showers, oceans, spit, waterfalls. But I invite you, whatever that image is, that for you most resonates as you think of water, spend some time with it this week. Spend some time trying to figure out if in the, the story of that water, whether it's fast moving or whether it's still, whether there's a lesson for you. We're not only part of these pools, we can't do anything about it. But the pool's a wonderful place to be. The river's moving. The ocean is turning with the tide. Let us learn our simple, beautiful lessons.
from the waves of water. 